That's it. Is that the new theme song? Oh yeah. It's like new every time. It's new every time. <laughs> I, thought, I like I like the other one that ended with the, the little kid. Like oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so are you ready for a little '90s girl rock? Oh yeah, I'm ready, man. You know what's That's so funny? I was uh, uh, I was subscribed to this thing called Film. Shit, what is it called? Filmstruck. So it's oh, like yeah. a, it's like a Netflix for just like Criterion stuff and yeah, it's like stuff like movies that. only for snobs. That's right. And I saw that um, uh, hype was on there, and I was like, oh great, I've been meaning to see this. And uh, there was Seven Year Bitch, and uh, there we it, are. it was crazy to see all of that stuff in context of uh, Seattle, and that basically like their scene sort of. Uh, petered out right before Nirvana. You know, they were like, well, I guess we'll all go back to a regular, like there's a point in the documentary where all the bands are like, yeah, and then we just figured like, all right, we had like the spotlight for a second. Dude, uh, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Well, there are things we have to do first. You can't just... You can't I just, I'm talking about the movie. Sure. But yeah, all right. All right, get sure. to it. Get to it. Well, I mean, let's just, I mean, we got Get into it. We're getting into we it. We got things to do. Yeah, well, let's get into it. But, uh, before we start, I mean, anybody listening to this who may not know, my, my name's Matt. I'm Jason. And uh, we've been friends since high school and played in a lot of bands together. Music's always been part of our friendship. So we started this podcast to talk about records that are meaningful to us, mean something to us, or in this case, one of our loved ones. Loved ones. Meaning for them, right? Yeah, I think okay. so. I mean, I mean, did Nicole listen to this? Yeah, yeah. She, she was into this? Okay, cool. All right, so... so uh, what's the name of the podcast, Jay? It's called We Listen to Number Two Records. We Listen, we listen to, to Records. That's a new effect I'm using. It's pretty cool. That's good, man. All right, good. so let's let's hit the ground running. Let's hear a little... Pick a song, any yeah, song. Which, let's well, listen to I it, mean, and we'll, we'll get back to I think, um, Hype the Movie. And a lot of other sure, sure. I think right away. Personally, the only way to start. Well, fuck. Yeah, I mean, you got to do MIA. You got to do MIA. Pulled a quote um, oh, yeah. for this, and then uh, I, before I play it, I think the quote dovetails pretty nicely into what you're saying about hype. The okay, movie. We'll, cool. we'll get back to that because that's important. Oh man. Um, but yeah, before I play this, um, 
just as part of our format recently like whoever picks the, the album for next week has been bringing three choices which yep. we kind of present cryptically to the other person yep and and so uh you picked this of the three options but um my wife my lovely wife was like i like your podcast but it's all sort of like you know very specific taste from two dudes and yep. she was like i want to i want to put in a few things into the mix that'll just make it more interesting good so, so she gave three choices, and the, her criteria was 90s, female, and someone in the band had to die. Wow, okay. Yeah. Those were her three criteria. Yeah. Um, in part, she was hoping that we were going to pick TLC's Crazy Sexy <laughs> Cool. Okay. okay. She's really disappointed that we didn't pick that one. <laughs> but um, Seven Year Bitch is the one that, that, that got the roll of the dice. Nice. Um, and there's a lot to unpack in this album so i'm just gonna hit this um i had a lot of trouble finding quotes from them okay yeah so this is kind of it's uh at the tail end of a youtube clip so it's a little like kind of noisy um and it's just like 30 seconds um in 94 okay with uh seven year bitch it was posted to youtube by someone uh ms cherry bombshell okay her uh is the uh youtube user so let me just play this little tiny bit for yeah when you're in a band and it progresses from being in the basement, learning how to play, and then you go on to more and more steps, and that's a natural progression of a band, and, and you can see that, that's a good thing, it's all fine. But then you get to this point where you're looking backwards, and you're like, well, maybe it was better back then. So that's uh, just a little, yeah. little bit with Seven Year Bitch. Do you know, was that, um, was that, uh, what's her name? Um Oh, she, uh, 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 sorry. Vocalist uh, Celine Vigil. Uh, I'm just curious. Yes. Was Vigil. it? Okay. Uh, I think. So. I mean, it's the yes, the singer. I mean, it looks like it. the The clip is like really visually yeah. hard to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I don't think if you lined them up, I could tell you the difference. To be honest, right. I'm just looking at like, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not that familiar with these guys. Honestly, I definitely so, did not listen to these guys at the time of, you know, grunge or whatever. I, I, I was aware of them, but didn't definitely didn't listen to them. So this album, which is their second album called Viva Zapata, right. came out in 94. So go back to what you're saying from Hype about, like, everybody kind of so, yeah. up at the same time that Nirvana is breaking through. There, well, there was, I mean, it's, uh, uh, oh, this documentary is so good. This guy, um, Doug Prey, who also did Scratch, which is an incredible documentary about hip-hop. Yeah, that's a great film, um, So, it's such a time and place, and you see Seattle, and they're talking to these bands, and I have to say, it's, it's a hard documentary to watch these days, because 75% of it, is terrible the music is sucks <laughs> and these bands these bands are incredible though one name that was that came up was patchouli sewer <laughs> which i thought patchouli was, sewer. was wow. the best name band but so basically like this guy had this this guy pulls out this mac classic and he's like he's like well, all you have to do is put in somebody's name and he, he puts in like a band name and he goes and then tell it how many generations you want it to go out and he put like four and then he hit enter, and like it, ta- it like slowly creates this like giant web flowchart of bands oh, that you're like, holy shit! I mean, it's like it's like a tiny town where you have this pool of musicians who are all playing music with each other. They're all in seventeen bands with each other's right. friends and whatever. And yeah, you know what? A couple of them uh, made it, 
like right. the Melvins well, and one like thing Screaming Trees and stuff. But a like, little bit later in this story yeah. is how closely associated Seven Year Bitch is with the Gits. Yeah, no, but the, but it goes beyond like. I mean, all of these bands knew each other, had rehearsal spaces sure. next to each other, borrowed was, each that other's was shit. Foreshadowing, dude. And Do a little storytelling. Totally. Too. But um, the thing, the thing that really stood out for me in the beginning of the documentary was um, the guy from one of the guys from Sub Pop and another this graphic artist talking about how you know, look, in the '90s, no bands would even bother to come up here. They would, they would end. You know, maybe they'd go to San Diego. Maybe they go to um, uh, 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 San Francisco. That's it. Nobody would bother coming up to Seattle to play. So there ended up being this weird little culture of the bands that were there doing shit for each other because nobody cared and nobody was going to give them a contract. Nobody's going to sign them to a record label. So you get K Records out of this scene. You get Sub Pop coming out of there because nobody else is putting this stuff out so they create you know they create their own scene in the you know and of course in the best way and uh and i think that's where you get grunge in a weird way i mean now granted there's a lot it can't all be because of this because there are a lot of cities in the u.s where nobody gives a shit and doesn't play there but for whatever reason you know you, ha- you did have a lot of talent there Obviously, it's, well, it's funny. I, I don't know how true this is, yeah. but Neil Stevenson, the, the science fiction writer, mm-hmm. in I think it's in Cryptonomicon, mm-hmm. he talks about how the original Seattle scene was just like a handful of people playing in each other's basements. Yeah, and then when it blew up, all these people moved to Seattle yes. to join the supposed scene that well, they thought was there. That's what they talk about too. They talk and about it, and it didn't exist, so right. they made the scene that they wished existed. Uh, okay. Maybe that's like the next wave. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I happened. guess that happens anywhere. It's like, it's like a small scene grows into a big scene. Yeah. Right. And some Although, of that is going to be, you, you know, building you, on what was there and some of that's going to be like. Yes and no. You, you really. dreams of the people who move there. There really isn't another case like Seattle, honestly. True. I mean, you could maybe, maybe there was some hype in like Athens with REM and some other bands in that area, but I, I couldn't even tell you. But that would have been like 80s. I don't know. Wouldn't you say like early 2000s, Austin had a lot of that? Yeah, I guess. But like what bands? Can you name them? I can't. Uh, well, it's not not a style that I like, but yeah, what was I it? could. No, like, um, what, like, what was the style? Oh, uh, that sort of like folky, dreamy, slightly country. Um, okay. But I didn't stuff. do any research on this, so I'm not gonna. No, no, no. no. I'm just, I'm just, wrong. I'm just trying to say. I do think, in a weird way, Seattle does it on this scale, this like world. Well, the Seattle sound scale. became like world famous. That's definitely. what I mean. Like, I don't think you have a case of a scene, a local scene like this, becoming worldwide, and then yeah, every band moving and then there copied and a getting times over. advances on records that didn't exist, and all kinds of crazy bullshit. But that all came way after this scene. or And I'm sure, listen, I'm sure Seven Year Bitch went right through it. Sure. And probably by 97 when they broke up, we're like, fuck this. Right. Seattle well, here, sucks. Why don't you throw, let's throw in another track, right. and then I want to jump into like why this well, album is, is well, I just wanted relevant. To, yeah, I mean, we'll get into the the MIA, and then there was another track I listened to. I want to hear Rockabye. Well, just briefly, there's a lot of deaths surrounding this band well, and that's this why I album want to get into is, it, but I want yeah, to hear some yeah, music yeah. so which one Rockabye okay because I love this little bass intro I also I also have to say uh, there's a funny shut up 
there's a funny um somebody's talking in that documentary too about like like look listen to the first five seconds of like this album and this album and this album and right when i put this one on i just want to play the beginning of scratch i think it's i think it fits like like hey we don't give a fuck this is like 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 when you think about like uh anarchy in the uk or you know these like you think about these songs where they just start on this like super just like fuck you we don't give a fuck and i think that the scratch totally is like that and all then right. we'll go well, into then, rockabye let's, let's let's play the okay, first, okay, the first okay. track of the album first track the scratch we'll play rockabye later all right all right i want it give it to me i love it <laughs> about this sound right yeah oh um, yeah i mean when i heard this i'm like i immediately heard l7 yeah um yep. and like sure. uh, uh, uh there's a bunch of other sort of but even like, even more girl than rock bands of this era that but, just had this like stutter guitar that sort of like fuzzy compression but you know but honestly vocals that I mean, was it's very um specific but it was more than just girl bands in this area. I mean, no, this dude, is really bands were doing this too. Everybody was doing this. This is really a grunge sound of like, it's really just bl- everything is blown out, but also crunchy. But it's not underwater. It's really clean. But, but you know it what's is funny about like this layers too is that like in shit. this era, this sound was sort of like I'm talking specifically about the female bands here but yeah. it was intended to sort of match the like gritty anger of, of the male bands I don't like, know the, man like there's I don't, an intentional I, sort of like grit to it but then like a decade later you hear bands like Be Your Own Pet doing a very similar sound but in, it's like cutesy you know what I mean I guess I you know yeah I don't know I honestly can't uh, it's hard. I, I can't get into like what what they were reacting against if it came to. I mean, I'm sure, of course, that stuff existed, and they were in like a real male dominated scene, especially watching that fucking documentary. These garbage bands, just like you know, you get those bands that are just like saying like, "I'm a cat, you're a mouse, yeah," and you're like, I, "What? I mean, this I is, what the fuck is what this? These guys are doing." So, <laughs> With like what was coming out of uh, like the Runaways or Joan Jett or I guess, but um, that's just because they're I don't know. I think that just reduces no, no. This I, whole I do thing think there's into... a specific like evolution of sound that's like trying to parallel like what the male punk and grunge sound is, but also develop its own vocabulary. Okay, like band, bands like this are like overtly hardcore feminist. First of all, like a lot of the lyrics are are. Like well, up front and center about that. Well, but which is hold good. on, it's a good, it's a very but, good thing. But this album specifically, I think you have to get into, right? Yeah. But no, no, I mean, no, even no. Like, but, there, like, but but hold on, but specifically this album. Sure. Their friend Mia Zapata was like strangled and murdered one like night, raped and murdered. Yes. Coming home from a show or something, and then uh, one of the 
uh, guitarist just like drowned in vomit yep. and heroin one night. So, so yeah, they're they're definitely reacting to that. I think more on this album than than anything to do with you know like a guy scene, a reaction against a guy scene or something like that. I just don't see them. I don't know this, and that's why I can't really like. I'd have to read. I'd definitely have to research more into these guys for sure. sure. But like, well, I mean, I don't, just, I don't just get the, that overt kind of like. We're trying to, you know, here's the female version of what's going on, right? Well, I don't get. No, that. I mean, I completely disagree with you because okay, okay. Th- this band is specifically associated with the Riot Girl scene, yes, yes, and yes. the Riot Girl sound, yes. which is bands like Bikini Kill, yes, Bratmobile, Slater Kinney, uh, later on Slater Kinney. Yeah. Uh, Huggy Bear, um, Babes in Toyland, stuff like that. And so, and like whether or not this specific album is about a specific set of circumstances, that sound and that scene and those albums and those bands are all overtly bringing feminist themes to punk rock. Right. But, okay. So, but do you think that that affected the sound itself? That's what I'm saying. The sound. Well, I mean, I get the philosophy is there, but like, does that have anything to do with this? I mean, I think the sound sound is is out of the time and a place. Straight Seattle. What I'm saying is, is they're not doing cutesy, no fun. This isn't heart from the '80s, and this isn't you know, be your own pet. Even though you sound wise, they're all very similar. Yeah, but I think be your own pet was a product of the of its time. You -hmm. didn't have you know, if be your own pet possibly. I just I don't understand today, the argument that you're making. What is the argument that you're making? That their politics didn't inform the sound. I completely disagree. I think I that mean, they I, again, were. I think that the whole Riot Girl scene, which includes this band and this album, yes, were informed by their politics, which was a huge part of their sound. Okay, I'm separating their politics and their sound. Their sound is. Seattle, but would you separate Washington. politics and their sound? Yes. Really? Yeah, because because I don't think a because I don't think a someone with this worldview creates this sound. Right? I think those two things are separate. That's all I'm saying. No, you know, I, I, again, if, I read them if as this guy totally believes related. this. They're pissed off. Like they're pissed off about. You know, uh, right? You but know, they could, but the, they could just as easily have uh, become in another time and place a hip hop band in Queens or whatever. Like I'm saying that I think that the time and place affects more than the, the politics. Is what I'm saying. If they, if this band existed, uh, you know, in Austin in whatever time, maybe they would have become like a, an alt country band. That that was maybe they would have been like the uh, Indigo Girls but, or something. I, I mean, I just you know don't really see how that's relevant. I mean, I don't there's know. a there's like a list of like 50 right, riot girl it. bands on Wikipedia. This sure. is one of them. Okay. Like pure time and place politics, but I mean culturally, the the late what 80s, I'm early is, 90s were a huge time when a lot of people who felt like their voices were excluded, right? Yes. It's like another wave of feminism. It's sure. another wave of like gay rights. Like it's another wave of, of civil rights. Like there sure. were tons of things happening in this particular period. So yeah, yes. of course it's a product of its time and its place, just like the music of the late 60s is a product. I guess of its place. I'm specifically but they, they chose in that moment to make this album. Sure, I, and it's because they lived in Seattle. Sure. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Is that this? I'm thinking about this sound, these guitars, this drum tone, the style of singing. This is 
all like how it's related I mean, to okay, grunge. Okay, but just, just not save this Riot conversation Girl. for Riot the next Girl time is... we talk about a band who comes out of a scene, we don't have to have this conversation again. Just like they're a product of their scene. Just like somebody coming out of DC or wherever. Right? Uh, okay, I guess what I'm saying here, maybe this will make more sense because now that you said DC, it's like, okay, well, this band, I feel like the same women living in Seattle who didn't consider themselves Riot Girl or associated with any kind of scene like that would create this sound. So that's why I'm separating it. I'm Maybe. going, I mean, I'm going. okay, I, mean, I, I get really that they're know. Riot Girl and that's definitely, there's a huge tradition there and they related to those bands and that's a whole scene. But this particular sound, I, I don't think you can say, oh, that's a Riot Girl band just by listening to it. I think it's a Riot Girl band because they say we're a Riot Girl band and we associate with these other Riot Girl acts. See what I'm saying? And they do. So, okay, well, great. Let's move on. Let's listen to something. <laughs> okay. Which one? Uh, let's listen to Rockabye. I like that little bass intro. personal level stuff in this album i i feel like it's interesting i mean, yeah. channeling such an experience you know such a set of experiences into this and it's like when you read about what they were doing and, and how much outside of the album is going yeah. on yeah. but it really this this album like you know it's sort of external politics aside like every song is sort of about uh drugs or or drug problems or yeah. you know like like murdering rapists or whatever yeah. i mean it, it's really they're just like they're just pissed off and letting it loose and and they're not just singing about this like as in an abstract 
idea either. They're like, this happened to our fucking friend. Right. And, I mean, and the especially album's called Viva Zapata, right. and their friend Mia Zapata is. I mean, it's like but they're I just they're just bringing it right down to like that that specific small well, corner of well, their scene and that, those that's that, the those thing. Friends. I think that's why this succeeds is because they were going. We're reacting to our direct environment. And we're creating an, an album for our scene. And mm-hmm. who cares? Whatever, whatever else. Well, I mean, happens. I think that's why it's such a powerful album too, because, like, there, it's always powerful to hear, especially women musicians, but but everybody pushing back against sort of rape culture or abusive culture or drug culture. You know, people who are really calling, kind of calling out negativity in the world, and 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 maybe like because there's there, especially in this era, there's so much stuff that was glorifying the negative. Yeah. This sort yeah, of right. like it's I wouldn't call this positive. It's really like sort of anti-violence, anti especially violence against women. It's but, more um wh- where I'm going with this is uh is it, this isn't an album where that stuff is addressed in the abstract. Right. 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 Where it's like I'm a I'm a woman who's pissed off because, you know, the peop you know, the, the world is fucked up and treats, you know, women poorly. Like that's already powerful enough. But then to bring it right down to like these two people that we know who were afflicted with or suffered from or were murdered by yeah. these like negative aspects of our culture like there's no like abstraction it's a one-to-one we know this person we wrote a song about this person and yeah. that's really powerful oh yeah yeah no in that way it is an amazing document of that scene and that time and i mean i think that rockabye is absolutely about stephanie and that whole and whatever you know happened with her and them saying like you know that was too soon why did you fucking leave that kind of thing you right. know that kind of like anger that comes from from hey you fuckhead you were 24 you fucking drank too much and you fell asleep on your back you yeah. fucking idiot you know what I mean like it comes from that like re- real place of, of you're just pissed off and and uh, at this at this person but you know here here's a way to like sort of heal that is is uh create this create this album in their memory and but yeah it's sad it's sad and 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 of course the you know i had heard about i'd seen a couple documentaries about uh, mia zapata a while ago and and the gets and sort of was like oh i don't know anything about them and it's weird that's a weird story but only from like a sort of crime side like i didn't know that there was any connection to seven year bitch or or this album even i didn't even know that that's what had to do with that at the same time um which and is it's crazy. also i mean it's such a razor's edge to walk on like this album could be really trite and lousy if it was too much about my friend my experience well right and they they thread the needle pretty good of it of it being about an individual experience, but also extending it out in into that political space hmm. where they're sort of activating a conversation about these issues, right? Like, well, I like hope it, so. It, it I don't know. Really I don't know at home, the time. But they also open the door out to a conversation. I don't know at the time how it was received or what kind of conversations it started, or or you know what I mean. I mean, you think about the world then, and it was very much a world of. I mean, look at look at Bill Clinton going. Uh, well, this is weird. Why is everybody asking me questions about Monica Lewinsky? And uh, I, I don't think it's a big deal. She's she's fine. We're okay. Did you apologize? Um, like I said, we're fine. Everybody's okay with this situation. What the fuck? Like he's like that. Like that's how out of touch the world was. And he, right. I mean, he's stuck in that nine, late '90s world. You know what I mean? Of like, 
of like, well, yeah, women don't get paid as much. They're going to have to put up with a lot of shit at work and walking down the street. And that's the well, way that's, it is. And, that's and you the might get raped. Space I'm talking about sure. is bands like this, yeah. albums like this, yeah. scenes like the Riot Girl scene. Sure pushed that conversation into a narrative yeah. that eventually led people to not just listen to punk rock about it yeah. but to vote for people or to go out and march or well, to enact change yeah. it's, changes, political change, social change is slow but you know it often starts on the margins in your punk rock albums mm-hmm. or in your hip hop albums mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. un- until more and more and more people are like yeah why are we putting up with this I'm- and you know in 1994 you know, we were deep into a second wave of or third wave of feminism conversation about this stuff, and yeah. music like this was pushing that conversation from a lot of different yeah, perspectives. Yeah, totally. And like, and I do think about um, band. I mean, it's it's a tough place to even go when you think about like, well, Dead Kennedys, very political and punk, and made some sense you know or at least like you know started kept those conversations going in a different way but but like the you know i can't think of anything that's even slightly political in i don't anything i've listened to in the last you know that came out in the last 10 years other than maybe uh desaparecidos that um connor oberst thing sure that's all about like the iraq war and stuff which i think is pretty incredible or is that titus andronicus do they have like almost 20 years ago oh jesus Um, christ but you know what i mean like nobody really even attempts that right that titus andromeda thing we should we should talk about that on this podcast is that was that a about uh iraq or something too or civil war american civil war he uses it as a metaphor for going off college but um yeah uh but back to seven year bitch in this moment yeah um like i do think uh, when I when I think about all of the different, you know, I mean, the '90s in particular, um, you know, just kind of like the '60s, was this huge era of of political activism across the board. Um, the '90s, which we haven't, as you just pointed out, we haven't seen a lot of. I mean, I guess if you and I were listening to more like hip hop and especially yeah, that's true alt- no you know. that's very political yeah that, that's true that's an area I didn't really consider I think I think the rock I mean I guess indie the, rock alternative rock whatever genre has gotten kind of stale on that front well, they, uh, but I do think it's it, happening yeah yeah I just can't I can't point to anything that's like oh yeah you know not that somebody's gonna write an album like fuck Trump but I don't know I'm sure somebody has. I know, but but now nobody good. You know what I mean? Like it is kind of it's a different time and place. Who's yeah. to say that this album today wouldn't be looked at a little cynically and going, "Oh, this is this is just a a play for this band to try to get some attention because their friend's murder was so crazy." You know what I mean? Like Do you I think, think back to the, your earlier point about yeah. sound and scene and whatever. Yeah. I mean, this is happening. I mean, the, in, the internet as we know it happens about a year after this album comes out and, and takes a couple of years to grow. Yeah. But by like the turn of the millennium, so six or seven years after this album comes out. Yeah. Like streaming music, downloading music, right. Napster, all that stuff. Like the whole idea of radio dominance over the music industry was already starting to collapse by like oh, yeah. 2000, 2001. Yeah. And, and people weren't. I mean, they, at that point, I remember people talking about like nobody listened to albums anymore. The first iPod yeah. that came out, no, it's people true. Just listen to songs, not albums. Yep. So I wonder if that isn't part of the reason why we haven't had 
we, we, I'm sure we have scenes, and again, I'm sure there are lots of scenes that I know nothing about happening in areas of music that that I'm not exposed to. But like the 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 way that a very narrow and limited radio culture can mainstream a sound and then mainstream a ton of that sound, it seems like the mid '90s is the last time that could ever really happen. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, um, because... And I don't know if I'd have ever heard of Seven Year Bitch if they weren't swept up in this giant rush to make as much money sure. out of the city of Seattle as possible yeah. in the shortest amount of time. No, totally. No, they wouldn't have been on Atlantic Records, that's for sure, without this whole craziness that happened there. Um, no, I think, again, because you have everything global instantaneously, that a sound, if there is ever a sound that catches on... That wave, that crest happens in a week or two weeks. Sure. And then is absorbed and comes out somewhere else. It doesn't all of a sudden go, hey, this guy over here is listening to Soundgarden. This guy's listening to Alice in Chains. I'm listening to Nirvana. Seattle. Singles comes out. This is fucking crazy. There's like something. Yeah, this is okay. All right. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, there's but also, no. I mean, it, how much do like you that? and I know about the singles? Could just be a construct of the media industry. Oh, it is. Yeah, but they conspire to like put all that together and be sure. like, let's. Yeah. You know. But the point is, like, you you have all this attention on this scene and this sound because there isn't a way to like really fact check it. You're mm-hmm. getting this a little bit fed to you as like. Here's the Seattle sound. Here's the scene. Here's the bands. Here's a here's a movie about Seattle, right? And all the bands right. in it. Here's Pearl Jam, and you're and it's like, oh wow, yeah, Seattle, awesome. Let's move there. Let's let's move our bands there, right? And get signed. Well, yeah, it is, you know, it like, is you don't have, interesting. Like, <laughs> you don't have. Not a, that I want to dig too deep into this and completely ruin my teenage years or anything, <laughs> but it is. It you know we could dig deep and you know untangle all the threads of what was sort of an authentic you know cultural moment that was just happening and then at what point the the media industry complex kind of was like oh we can make money off of this well you know you know it's funny that the um the guitar i think uh the guitarist from soundgarden i forget his name he sure. they they talked to him for a second and he goes he goes it's like if you have a lemonade stand and it does great and everybody loves it and then the next weekend Everybody else on your street has a lemonade stand, and they're all trying to get that lemonade nickel. And he goes, and he and he kind of thinks for a second, and then he goes, "Oh, but, but your lemonade is the best, of course." Right. <laughs> and I was right. like, "Oh man, that's pretty fucked up." And then you see Eddie Vedder in this documentary, literally being like, "I feel really bad for all these other bands that should have made it." He's like, right. "Yeah, we did." But, like, I wish we could share it with the 30 other bands that deserve it. Because they're just as good. And, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, weird. it's a, weird, a super weird time and place. Um, yeah. That did result in this music. For whatever reason, people loved. And now, it's, I guess it's debatable looking back what is going to stand the test of time. Well, um, that's, that's the funny thing about this. When... Um when my wife uh, put this on the list, I was like, oh, like of all of the bands with this sound from this era, right. 
I would I wouldn't have picked Seven Year no. Bitch, but, but like I, it started me thinking about, about the ones that I w- I did listen to yeah. and would pick at some point. Yeah, like I loved L Seven. Okay. When, when did that come out? Oh, like, 91, 92, Their their first album. Pretend we're um, dead. They were great. Oh man. Um, a little bit later on, but Slater Kinney. Yes. I know you and I both just love Slater Kinney. Sure. I could do. We could do. Uh, Dig me out. We could do yep. any number of their albums on this podcast. Oh yeah. I'm yeah totally yeah. happy. I, I love that band. Yeah. But even like. Bikini Kill or on the East Coast some of the stuff that Kim Gordon was doing outside of Sonic Youth mm. I loved um, Free Kitten yeah um, and then there's just there's great stuff out there um, the slits the raincoats x-ray specs I mean there's a million right, sort right, of right. different like cool things so I was kind of surprised when she picked Seven Year Bitch but like when you connect it to her meta theme of uh, members who had died yeah um, and then you realize like it, it's not just that someone in this band died. It's like the the way that they took it personally, connected it to their politics, and yeah. then made an album inside their sound, inside their scene, yeah. for their scene, about that right. personal collection to connection to political. It actually made me really love this album. Yes. And in a way, I go, well, yeah, it's very related to possible. Well, actually, I don't know for sure, but, but um, uh, uh, TLC, right? Mm-hmm. That's their reaction to similar sure. circumstances or similar sort of uh, ideas well, I was about, thinking their, about this, their like, place in the music scene. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe we need to cover that. Well, I was thinking about this. I mean, not that it's apples to apples, but right. Metallica, right? Yeah. Metallica, metal yeah. band. Yeah. So their first album, uh, Kill Em All, uh, has a really great bass track. It's probably the only track on the album that I like listening to. Um, it's this like bass solo thing. And then on that tour, the bass player died. Okay. And they replaced him. Now imagine if Metallica's next album was like a tribute to their dead yeah. bass player. <laughs> yeah, it should like, have been. What that would be like? Would it? Would it be? Would Ride the Lightning be a better album? Yeah, right. If it was like a tribute to Cliff, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but but I also don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think Metallica was like I think they get political a little later. But I don't think Metallica was doing anything interesting enough. That the, the connection to their friend dying, well, right, and their music would like matter. But well, with Seven I, Year Bitch, it all matters. And I think, I think, I mean, just literally watching hype last night randomly, uh, not even thinking about that we're going to talk about Seven Year oh, Bitch. Oh, you at didn't all. watch it for this? No, I was like, oh, hype! I've been meaning to see that, like again, because I haven't seen it in a long time. And I and. Uh, uh, so that yeah, but just just l- watching that, literally, I'm thinking, well, yeah, the reason the reason why this album exists is for it's really for this scene too, right? Is like everybody's probably like, oh, seven year bitch, wow, I wonder what, like, what are what are they thinking about what happened to Stephanie? What are they thinking about what happened to uh, Mia? And then here's this direct reaction you know you know what i'm saying whereas like oh, yeah. i couldn't well, tell you where metallica's yeah, from or if they gave a shit about their local scene probably not you know what i mean but like that's where yeah here's seven year bitch going you know what this fucked up thing happened hey everybody well, let, me, let me grab that this thought for just a quick moment we'll listen we, to another track yeah. and we'll get out of here okay um i just want to pick up your thought which is i think your earlier point about the seattle scene yeah it, what's interesting to uh, in hindsight is how many bands were just making songs and albums for the 20 people who came to their basement on Friday. Right, right. And they wrote whole albums 
with nobody in mind but th- their 30 friends. Sure, yeah. And suddenly, like, the mainstream industrial music complex picked that up and brought it to the rest of us. Yeah. And in some cases, you're just like, this is useless to me. Right, sure. And in some cases, like Viva Zapata, yeah. you're like, holy shit, your small personal tragedy is is meaningful on a large scale. Yeah, right. Um, and so... Again, is that going on right now? Probably, but there's right. no like mass media infrastructure to amplify it to some kid living in a farm town in upstate New York. Right, right, right. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure there's amazing Black Lives Matter hip hop going on right. in like, rural St. Louis right now. Right, right, right. That's like I'm sure there's tons of great shit that you and I will probably never hear. Right. Which is a tragedy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but you know, like this era may. You know, the last sort of gasp of the pre-internet era may be the, the sort of final moment where something like this could get that giant platform. Yeah, right, 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 for better or worse, because how much is it going to resonate? It does in certain ways, but it is so local that, um, you know, it happened to work out in this case. But you could see why... Um, there, there are, there is patchouli sewer, and their record, um, ten feet under. Nobody, nobody even heard. You know. Hey, um, <laughs> I thought we were done, but I actually have a little more I want to talk about. Could you? Yeah, let's please. listen to it's too late for a little bit. I want to hear okay, this track. Okay. Oh, this is a patchouli sewer cover. It's too late. Yes. written by Jim Carroll. Oh, real seriously. So that's a cover. Oh, gee. Oh, it is. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was fucking. <laughs> yeah, you were fucking around, and I was like, "Are you? What the fuck?" Because no, it's, that was written by Jim Carroll. <laughs> oh so my god. For, for people Holy listening shit. to this who might not know, Jim Carroll was. Um, oh, that's crazy. Uh, uh, he, uh, he was a young guy. He got addicted to drugs, um, and a lot of people around him sort of died. 
he got off drugs. He wrote a book called The Basketball Diaries, yeah. which in 1995 was um, made into a film starring Leonardo DiCaprio. That's nice. Um, and he also had a music career where he actually wrote a lot of songs about the, the people in his life around him and the, uh, the deaths. And actually, his I think his second album, which came out around the same time as, as Viva Zapata, yeah. is actually really good. Um, and, you know, he's kind of a pop culture figure, um, very obviously sort of in the drug glorification slash anti-drug movement. Um, he dated Patti Smith for a while. You know, he's just this interesting sort yeah. of weird yeah. dude, um, you know, kind of traveled all over. But in this time period, in 95, he was he was sort of a big deal, both as a writer and as a sometimes pro, sometimes anti, like, drug activist guy. Yeah. Um, and so, and a musician, um, uh, and a poet, and all sorts of other stuff. So, um, the fact that on an album about the death of two of their friends, they would pull a song from an album written by a guy who wrote a book and four albums about the death of yeah. his friends yeah, right. is not a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. No, it's have not you, at all. Have you seen the Basketball Diaries recently? Yeah. No, not recently. It's, it's it holds up really because I don't I mean there's a whole genre of that like coming of age movie which I love but there's a certain kind of coming of age like drug story that I'm just like I, you know I've seen this so many times yeah I don't know I mean I get I get it it's just again it's just you know I want to say what the fuck why are you getting drunk and fucking falling asleep on your back you fucking idiot that's what I want to right. say. Can I necessarily say like, oh, I haven't been in that position and I didn't do dumb shit? No. Uh, so I guess I'm just an old man who's saying like, you stupid kids. I don't Get know. off my lawn, kiddo. Yeah, pretty much. I guess I'm saying that. I guess well, I'm saying um, don't fuck up your right, stupid so life. Is that your final thought on Seven Year Bitch? Don't. Right. Here's my final thought. This album says, hey... Stop fucking up your young, stupid life. Don't be an asshole to people or to yourself. One, yeah. two, three, four. And that's a good, loud message. <laughs> Thank you, Seattle. That's a good. Right, good I'm night. Do the disclaimer. Um, why don't you rack up? Why don't we play it on Get Lit? Why not? Okay. Um, so uh, well, we got to pick a record for the next week. The disclaimer goes like this: Okay, do it. Um, we don't own the rights to any of this music, and we're not trying to make any money off of it. We're just here for the love of the songs and the love of the bands. I did buy so, the rights to Patrulli Sewer's uh, back catalog, though, recently. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that was smartly on your part. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you own the rights, thank you to this album, and for some reason you want us to take it down because you. Uh, don't uh, don't you fucking play you, Patrulli Sewer? You don't like fun because I will. Uh, make if you don't like fun, down. just email us. Um, Jay, what's the email address? Records at HarveyLovesHarvey.com. And uh, or send us a tweet. Or you know what? Email us there if you want to um, make recommendations or tell us stuff we got right or wrong. Listen, or tell us how listen, awesome I am and listen, how annoying Jay listen, is. Listen, 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 listen. Or uh, two, wait, you can also yes. Two two things. I don't think anybody uses email anymore so just send a tweet to at we listen number two number one you can do that or if you wrote a review on itunes 
or at Stitcher. That would be so nice. Yeah, subscribe <laughs> on iTunes. Well, Stitcher. It does too. help us sure, out. It sure. bumps us up in the in the ranks. Sure, why not? Um, we're also on Facebook. Okay. Um, if you are ancient and feel the need to go to Facebook for some reason, well, we're you, there. I'm glad they're gonna take all of our information. Yeah. And uh, do we have an Instagram yet, or are we still using yours? We still are using mine. All right. That's but fine. Yeah, we need to make an Instagram. You can look at pictures of your kids. Yeah, right. Um, Great. We're slowly, finally getting our shit together and putting together a brand identity for the podcast, too, which is based <laughs> on Jason's wonderful drawings, which are really oh, thanks. wonderful. Thanks, man. Um, so I overhauled the Facebook page yesterday, cool. and I'm going to add it to all the other socials with these cool. uh, beautiful new drawings that Jay did. So cool. that's kind of, we're, we're slowly settling on a look. We're cool. starting to figure out what we're doing. And if I can get back to the disclaimer for just one second, please, please don't sue us. We don't have any. Um, all right, Jay. It is time yeah. to pick the albums for next week. Okay. It's time or for time you to pick, pick an album. album. Are you ready? I am ready. Um, Put, get your effects little... ready. Get your effects ready. <laughs> I'm going to change it. I'm going to go there. You know what? I'm going to do the effects on this one. Are you going to do the effects on one? All right. Yeah, ready. All right, do it. Uh, hello? Here it comes. All right. Number one. Number one. All right. Okay, number one. Wow, I like that. That was good. Is it? Number one is the the uh, what? I don't know. Not the clue. The fuck. Whatever. This the, the thing very is cryptic hint. That's the not hint. Give me any information at all. The nothing words are chill out, New Jersey vibes. Chill out, New Jersey vibes. That's it. Is there a Z on vibes? Can there be? I'm putting one there. All right. Number two. Number two. All is right. So number one is Chill Out New Jersey Vibes. Got yes, it. Number two. Red and White Flag. Red and White Flag. That's it. Mm, yeah. Uh, that's cryptic. Number three. Number three. Number three. Is uh, Melt With You. That's it. Melt With You. Yeah. Pretty good. Sure, I know what that one is. Yeah, maybe. You think that, you that's do. That's not a very cryptic clue. Yeah, I know. It's not a good one. I'm kind of tempted to maybe do that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want to hear what, I mean, if it is what I think it is, I kind of want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, um, yeah, what do you hmm. think? Well, I'm going to cross out red and white flag because <laughs> okay. it's not a black flag. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe it is. Maybe that's so. That leaves us clue. with. Uh, oh, really? Maybe it is. Maybe um, it is. Now that that leaves us with chill out New Jersey vibes or melt with you, and I am <laughs> far too curious about okay. the Jersey vibes. All right, man. That's it. Okay. All right. So what did I pick? What did I pick? Chill out New Jersey vibes is the self-titled album from Real Estate. Oh, okay. Called Real Estate. Real Estate. I haven't listened to them really ever i think oh, i know right. that album a little yeah, bit yeah yeah i'm sure i played it in uh vermont or one of our many um, yeah i mean that's I mean, it's, always it's, a uh, perfect summer jam well, it's got chilled out new jersey vibes yeah chilled out i don't, I don't when i think of new, new jersey, jersey i don't think of any vibes and i so well this yeah that's true no it's true i wouldn't think new jersey but now i do um, mostly, I think about um, suburban suburban beverage, which is uh, 
What does he say? Budweiser and Sprite makes me feel all right. <laughs> I Which I always try to make. Brian brought that to my house. When I was like, "This is disgusting." It really is stupid, but it's like, all right, okay. all right. So, what was the red and white flag? Uh, pink flag. Um, the Wire. Oh, The Wire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, great album. Yeah, great band. Yeah, saw them live in Chicago a million years ago. Great show. Oh, really? Wow. And, and then uh, yes, was melt, the, with was you, melt with you. What I think it is. It's modern English. Yep. Uh, the the album is what the fuck is that called? Uh, is it After the Snow? Is that the album? Yeah, uh, yes, After the Snow. Which uh, I'll stop the world and melt with you it makes no sense. It's on that record. It's a terrible song, and uh, the rest of the album is great. A great like uh, post punk. I, I don't know that album like, no. well enough to know. I, I just know about with you, and I'm like, mm, okay. yeah, no, I avoided it like the plague forever. And and one day I'm um, we're having breakfast in this place and they're playing it and i'm going what the f- this is great and then this and then uh melt with you comes on and i'm like what this is the same band as what we've been listening to it's hmm. bizarre it's cool. bizarre yeah it's a good record it's a good record and i've always thought like that song ruined it the whole record and the band for me, anyway. and and all of Eng- all of England was <laughs> completely ruined. It was just smoking. Are they like, from England? Yeah, are they, I don't know. They, I got to do some they have research. Like a fake English accent. If we, they do, if we do that one. Um, oh yeah, they are. Hey, why don't you? Uh, why don't we play it out? The last song. Okay. On Viva Zapata. Uh, Get lit. Get lit. Perfect. Why don't you play us out on that one? And we will be back in a week, listening to real estate. Uh, here you go, Viva Zapata. Get lit. Yeah, man.